know, heritage service, I still think of myself as a young man, so I don't know. No, so, so I wanna, I, I'm feeling less and less like a young man. But Brother Robinson, if for those of you, some of you are even related to Brother Robinson, but um, Brother Robinson and I have a connection since I've come into the section. He's been nothing but incredibly kind to me. And we uh, worked together in the North American Missions Committee, and then he, he actually finally withdrew his name from consideration in the committee. And I had the distinct honor and challenge of stepping into the role that he play, uh, filled on the um, North American Missions Committee as the secretary. And so I stepped in after him and have done my very best to do what he did well So for so many years. He's a church planter, has planted successful churches in the past. He actually came to this church and filled the role here for a little while while Brother Morgan's was down with surgery. And, and so Brother Robinson has a, a, a real distinct connection, I think, to, to us, to me, to this church. And uh, he, he, he has started the church there in Belton, which is a successful, great church that his son-in-law, Lance, Pastor Lance Wicked, great friend of mine, is pastoring. And uh, he, of course, still is there, too. But we pulled him away from the church for this morning. But if I could give Brother Robinson one of the highest compliments that I can give, here's what it is. As I pray daily, I will almost every single day, I will examine myself and I will pray through the fruit of the Spirit. A lot of times, gifts of the Spirit are incredible and I want them operating. But sometimes people want the gifts and they skip the fruit. I don't want that. I, I, every day I'm going, Lord, help me to be a man of love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. I pray that. And when I think about the fruit of the Spirit, I can honestly tell you, I see the face of our Brother Brad Robinson. A man of love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. Brother Robinson, we love you. This church loves you. Come and take your, your liberty in this pulpit this morning. That's a lot to live up to, I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, what an honor. What an honor to be invited to speak at this heritage service today in Liberty, Missouri. And I'm humbled at the same time because I realize there's others that could have filled this role probably better than I could. But I'm honored be invited by your good pastor and his wife to be in this service with you today. So many familiar faces. And those of you that I don't know, that's a great thing because that means the church is growing. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give it up for the Lord. Don't you just love your pastor and his wife and family? Amen. Come on, let's give it up for him.
I stepped aside from North American Missions, not because I didn't have a burden, but I just felt like it was time for the next generation to step up and lead. And uh, maybe I did that a little prematurely. I don't know, but that's okay. My dear, beloved double cousin, Brother Jim Sample. How many remember Brother Jim Sample? A lot of hands out there. He served North American Missions in Missouri District for 30-plus years. In the last 15 or 16 of those, he was the director for North American Missions here in Missouri District for the United Pentecostal Church. And the Lord called him home too soon, as far as I'm concerned. But we won't question that. Just a few days before the Lord called him home, we were able to go and visit. And we had a great time visiting, several hours. And we discussed extensively, Brother Dornbach, who we felt like should be his successor in North American Missions in Missouri. And he really felt like the Missouri District Brethren would elect Gary Dornbach to be his successor as North American Missions Director for this great state. And you know the story. They did. <laughs> they did. That's all right. So what I'm saying to this church is thank you for sharing your pastor and his wife. Really, it's a family involvement. Ministry is a family team. The great Morgan's family proved that to this church time and time and time and time again. It was a teamwork. And Elder Morgan's, he could have never done it, Diana, without his precious family. And he'd be the first to tell you that, wouldn't he? Yeah. Diana, good to see you here too. Yeah, she's holding out. <laughs> Thank God. I'm losing my train of thought. That's what happens when you get old. <laughs> now, I'm just going to tell you, if you came to hear a great message, you should have come about 20 years ago. <laughs> Because I was 20 years younger and 20 pounds lighter. <laughs> and I was in my prime then, now retirement age. But we're going to get through it. We're going to have a good time. But anyway, thank you for sharing your pastor. Thank you for pastoring a church is a, is a very busy job. He wouldn't have to serve as our North Americans Missions Director, but I'm glad he is. And I'm glad you're willing to let him. Come on. Is the church with us on that? Are you happy for him to serve as our director? Yeah, that's right. Hallelujah. Well, it's hard to come to Liberty, Missouri, without taking your liberty. <laughs> It just happens, folks.
<laughs> it just happens. It's in her blood. I wish my wife could be with me. She's our only musician at Heart and Soul Church. And we tried to cover the bass. We have someone that can come every once in a while from out of town to help us. But they couldn't arrange her schedule to be there. And I dropped her off at our church at Heart and Soul. And I said, oh, I wish you could go with me. Several have asked. So no, she's not mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> And she's put up with me almost 44 years now. So thank the Lord for a good wife. And uh, I miss her being here with me at my side. Praise the Lord. Well, I jotted down a lot of things I was going to say, but I don't know. We don't have a lot of time here to go through all that. But Diana, I'll just say this. Somehow or another, we got related by marriage. We sure did. My son Marcus married Bill Parkey's daughter, Zarissa. And uh, Bill Parkey is the oldest son of W.C. and Betty Parkey. And incidentally, it was Brother W.C. Parkey, who was pastoring in Kansas City at the time, who suggested to the Morgans family that he said, there's a, a, a nice suburb over north of the river called Liberty that you ought to go look at and pray about and the rest is history <laughs> but time has done a lot of wonderful things our son and his wife now have a two and a half year old boy Wyatt Marcus Robinson and he's got Morgan's blood in him <laughs> Folks, you're just, that's just how it is around here. You're not ever going to escape it. <laughs> and that's not a bad thing either. Come on, can I get a witness? So, Diana, I think my grandson's probably about your third cousin, if I got it all figured out right. <laughs> Isn't the Lord good to us? Hallelujah. Well, I thought of an old song. And I tell you what, I could have listened to this singing all afternoon. That was right up my alley. <laughs> it really was. But I thought of an old chorus that says, Hallelujah, thine the glory. Hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Revive us. Again, well, let's get on the, we're between the keys, let's get on the key. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Revive us again. Come on, lift it up to the Lord. Hallelujah.
Lord, once again, hands raised. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Find the glory. Revive us. Amen. Can we just lift it up to the Lord? Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I didn't tell you that Betty Parkey is John Morgan's sister. That's the connection. That's how we got to Morgan's just in case anybody was wondering about that. And I don't want to fail to mention my family that attends this church. Ginger, my sweet sister-in-law, we love her and her children, Michael and Sarah. Oh, way back there, yeah. All right. I got a hug right as I come in the door almost from Sarah. Yeah. We got their spouses, and uh, we got uh, Felicity, and now Chad, yeah, Shannon, and Maddie. Tell you something about Chad. Now, I'm going to get to the word here in just a minute. <laughs> <laughs> this is Heritage Sunday, right? <laughs> huh? Now, isn't this what you wanted? Somebody do a little reminiscing. <laughs> Pastor wants to know about Chad. I'll tell you about him. <laughs> I'll tell you about him. Everything I know is good. How old are you now, Chad? About 34, 3, 4? 36, okay. He was about 15 or 16. About 14, 15, 16. Right about the time Pastor Morgan's had his open heart surgery and we were asked to to help out over here for a while till he recuperated. And Chad didn't have his driver's license yet. But he wanted to come to Liberty with his Uncle Brad and Aunt Marcia. So we'd leave Grandview, swing by Blue Springs, pick him up, come to church, and then we'd swing by Blue Springs, take him home back to Grandview. For a long time we did that. Right, Chad? And we had this thing. We called ourselves the evangelistic team. <laughs> and he's still here. Hallelujah. How about that? Let's give it up. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, one more thing, and I'm going to read my text. Go ahead and get it up there so that will give these people hope. Proverbs 22, 28, and Proverbs 23 and 10. Where's Sister Waller? Bless her heart. There she is. She didn't disappoint me today because she called me kid. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I'll tell you what, you get 65 and someone calls you a kid, that's pretty good. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. But I told her personally some time ago, I said, Sister Wallard, in all due respect to the leadership of this church, 
president and pastor. I said, when I think of the Liberty Church, I think of Joyce Wallet. I'll tell you what, she deserves that. She deserves that. Oh, thank the Lord. And I'll tell you what, I said, have you hit the 8 mark? She said, 8-1. Because she's the youngest 8-1 person I've ever known. <laughs> she work a circle around all you young people. Just watch her do it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, let's go. Proverbs. My message may not be as long as all my introductory remarks, so you've got hope. <laughs> but I do feel something in my spirit here for you. Proverbs 23 and verse 28. The scripture says, Remove not the ancient landmark which thy fathers have set. And then Proverbs 23.10 refers to it as the old landmark. Remove not the old landmark. So I'd like to preach for just a little while on this subject. Old landmarks. Everyone say it with me. Old. And there's nothing wrong with being old, folks. <laughs> it's better than the alternative. <laughs> a landmark is an object or feature of a landscape or town that is easily seen and recognized from a distance, especially one that enables someone to establish their location. Another definition is it's the boundary of an area of land or an object marking this. Some time ago, I was over in the old northeast part of Kansas City, Missouri. I see Ginger right there. Anybody else from Northeast? That's is it just you and me. Oh my, we got two or three people in our church heart soul from Northeast, raised in Northeast. Big old three-story house. And I was just going to take a little trip down memory lane. I thought I'm close by. I'm going to drive by and see the old home place. So I went down Benton Boulevard. And Turned over a block to Indiana Avenue, 307 South Indiana. Going right down there. And when I got there, my heart sank. House was gone. The one beside it, all level, just a huge vacant lot right there. I called my sister. I said, Sharon, I said, our house is torn down. It's gone. She said, oh, I knew it. I forgot to tell you. <laughs> I thought it would have been nice if I could have been kind of braced up for that a little bit. <laughs> it was just a total shock. It was gone. But what caught my attention was everything leveled that whole house next door. If it was a vacant lot on the other side of that alley, two houses, vacant lot in the street. It was just one big, huge open area. 
all that was left was a fence post. We had a fence around our yard. Neighbors had a fence around their yard. And when they leveled everything, there was one fence post left right out there by the street, by the sidewalk. You say, well, that's just coincidence. No, I think that fence post was left there just for me. As a landmark. Right here is where Elmer and Claudine Robinson raised six children. And uh, right here is where I've got a lot of fond childhood memories. I haven't been by in quite a while. I'm going to do it and see if that fence post is still standing. I didn't think to take a picture of it, but if I'd had a picture and could put it on the screen, it wouldn't be any big deal. It's just a galvanized fence post. But it's more than a galvanized fence post. It's a landmark. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you see, this church in Liberty, Missouri, and I'm thinking it's been here probably about 50 years. I was about 14 or 15 years old when the Morgan's family moved to Liberty, as I recall. Is this, when's the 50th anniversary of this church? Yeah, you were in several locations before you came here. So is it about 50 years total? 50 years next year. Ooh, you're going to have a great time with that anniversary. I already know it. Pastor Dornbach, he doesn't leave any stone unturned. <laughs> if you're going to get something on him, you're really going to have to hurry up. <laughs> he covers the bases. I, I'm telling you what, just for me standing here preaching, we've had quite a bit of communication. <laughs> just to make sure we're on the same page, okay? Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm having fun. <laughs> but I want you to know something. For 50 years, this church in Liberty, Missouri, has been a landmark. Now, you remember the definition now, right? It's an object or feature of a landscape or town that is easily seen and recognized from a distance. Especially... One that enables someone to establish their location. I'll tell you what, this church has been a refuge. That's the name of your church, right? And I'll tell you something else interesting. I, 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 a lot of things are not in my notes, but they just come to me. Someone sent me a little deal on my handheld computer. We call them cell phones, but really they're handheld computers. That's what they are. They can do everything imaginable. That is, if the operator knows how to do it, and I don't. <laughs> but I'm just passing this along. I didn't verify it, but they say the 118th Psalm is the middle chapter of the whole Bible. And the middle verse of the whole Bible speaks of the, about the Lord being our refuge. I'm not sure the exact, if I was quick on the draw, I could pull it up real quick while I'm preaching right here. You never know it, see. But 
Somebody Google it and see if I'm right. You can do it right now. We'll give you permission for once. Get your computer out the rest of the time, put it up, <laughs> listen to the word. But see what the middle verse of Psalm, or the whole Bible, found in 118th Psalm, speaks of the Lord being our refuge. Hey, Liberty Church, how's it feel to be right in the middle of what God's doing? Come on, tell me how that feels. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. This church has been a landmark. This church is still a landmark. And this church will continue to be a landmark. I'm not necessarily talking about a physical location because that may change. This church met several different places, and I've probably been in all of them. I remember especially the little greenhouse and uh, in the party room. I don't know where all else, but I think it was 10 years before you had this building in the making, we understand it. But I just, I, I'm, since I'm just reminiscing, can I just go ahead? My brother Gregory, which is Michael and Sarah's dad, has died a very untimely death several years ago. But he and myself and several other young people from the Kansas City Church, we came over just to fill a few seats. When you're in home missions, just a few bodies out there kind of help the preacher. <laughs> so Pastor Mortgage had hammered away for about 45 minutes. And he was just getting his introduction in real good by that time. <laughs> and uh, so he stopped and he said, am I making any headway? <laughs> And so my brother Greg and Pastor Morgans had this thing between them. Every time they'd see each other, they had to be pretty quick because one of them was going to say, am I making any headway? <laughs> well, am I making any headway here this morning? Yeah. A little. We're talking about landmarks. I'm going to go on record and just tell you I'm not opposed to being up to date and relevant in our presentation of the gospel and how we do church. I'm going to be the first to tell you from a man that's been around a few years, our methods have improved. We have better facilities. We have anointed singers. We have awesome musicians. We have gifted speakers and pastors and leaders. We have all the technology enhancements. And I thank Abigail for this great backdrop for my message title today. Isn't that awesome? She emailed that over to me, and I do know how to retrieve an email, so. <laughs> she said, how'd this be? I said, that's perfect. <laughs> Old landmarks. I'm not against presenting the gospel the best way we can. I'm all for it. Our methods have changed for the better. Come on, can I get an amen? For the better. But I'm not for changing our message. Come on. Our methods may change, but our message will always be the same. Hallelujah. Oh, we're not going to remove the landmark that our fathers have set. And uh, I'll tell you what, I could just 
hit every landmark that I know of in the Bible. The oneness of God. Hear whisper, the Lord our God is one. Hallelujah. What is that center verse? Good. Lord, well, that didn't say refuge, but I could be off, but that's okay. That's okay. We'll trust the computer, don't trust my memory. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, so there's a little controversy there. I see. <laughs> I should have done my homework a little better, it looks like. But there's one body, Ephesians 4. Four and six, one spirit, even as you're called, and one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Hallelujah. It's a landmark, folks. Hallelujah. We believe that there is but one God, and his name is. His name is. Jesus, it's a landmark. This church has always preached the new birth experience. You remember Nicodemus came to Jesus by night in John 3. And he made a couple little statements. And this seemed like the Lord ignored totally what he said. And he got right to the point. He said, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said, How? Can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Of course, we know this was fulfilled in Acts, the second chapter. On the day of Pentecost, we celebrated Pentecost Sunday just a few weeks ago. Hallelujah, when the Spirit of God was poured out on those that were gathered together in the upper room. Hallelujah, amen. And they heard Peter preaching Christ and him crucified. That's what Peter preached on the day of Pentecost, and it still works in 2021. Preach Christ and him crucified. And the people, after hearing that message, said, tell us, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Acts 2.38. This is Heritage Sunday, folks. What else are we going to preach? <laughs> Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what, that's a landmark here. It's established. It's established, and there's no telling how many people have knelt around these altars and around these pews and repented their sins through these 50 years, 40 years in this building. No telling how many people have been baptized in that baptismal tank right back there. I wonder, those that was baptized right back here, let me see your hand. Look at those hands going up all over the place, right here. <laughs> and you were baptized how? In Jesus' name. That's the way they did it. 
in the Bible in Jesus' name. I was here on occasion many years ago, and I remember Herb Dillard, some of you might remember, was praying right down here at the altar. I'd known Herb for years. We went to church together over in Kansas City, and he had had ample opportunity to obey the gospel and be baptized in the name of Jesus, but he never took the opportunity, never did it. But he made the good decision of coming to the Liberty Church on an occasion, and he made a good decision to come to the altar. <laughs> and I think several others were or had already been baptized in that service. And Pastor Morgan zeroed in on Herb Dillard. Some of you know what I'm talking about. See, they've got it way too easy now, Brother Goldenbach. <laughs> way too easy. Come on now. Woo! My grandparents, they were old-time Pentecost. I'm telling you. When they went to church, they was planning on singing. They was planning on shouting. My old grandfather, he was planning on testifying. <laughs> he was. And he'd testify, and he'd get happy, and he'd shout. You'd think he's just about through with his testimony, and he'd say, and so I praise the Lord. And he'd go another five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and so I praise the Lord. So after about six or eight, and so I praise the Lord, we knew he's just about through. <laughs> now I'm going to tell my age, but the Happy Goodman family sang Southern gospel music. Does anybody remember the old Happy Goodman family? It wouldn't take nothing from a journey now. Got to make it to heaven somehow. Oh, the devil tempt me and try to turn me around. He's offered everything. It's got a name. All the wealth I want. Worldly fame. But if I could still, I wouldn't take nothing from a journey now. They sang those good songs like that. They were from Madisonville, Kentucky. And Brother Sample, Brother Jim Sample's folks, they lived near Paducah, Kentucky, but out in the country. But they went over to Madisonville with our grandparents for a singing that the Happy Goodmans had put on. And the Happy Goodmans got to singing one of those good old foot stompers like we're singing around here today. <laughs> and Grandpa got happy. <laughs> I mean, he really got happy. He was having himself one good shouting time. And they quit singing. They was going to stop for an intermission. But Grandpa was still happy. <laughs> and Howard Goodman, he said, come on back. He said, we're going to sing till this brother gets through. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about old landmarks. Old landmarks. There's been many, many people that's received the wonderful gift of the Holy Ghost right here at Refuge Church. Hallelujah. But I'm hastening to a close, so musicians, if you want to help me out here, get ready to go. I'm going to conclude with this. Many years ago, we assisted Brother W.C. Parkey in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. And uh, right on the main highway through Poplar Bluff, there was a big 
stately house. They called it the mansion. And it was prime real estate, prime commercial property. So someone got the idea, we'll build a strip mall kind of behind this mansion and kind of around it. And we're going to call this the mansion mall. The mansion was going to be the focal part. It was, it was the landmark. Everybody going up down the main highway from Poplar Bluff, there's the mansion. But do you know several years later somebody got the idea to tear the old mansion down and they put up a hamburger stand in its place. Oh, it was heartbreaking. It really was. But that's not the end of the story. That location has changed hands several times because they, one business after the other just can't seem to make it. One business would fail, another one would take it over. I can't tell you how many times through the years in that exact spot where the mansion used to stand. A little closer to home in Raymore, Missouri, where I live, Right on Highway 58, which is the main east-west artery through Belton and Raymore, was the Dean's house. If you know where Walmart, Lowe's, Sam's, all the big box stores are, they owned acres and acres of land when it was just farmland. Then the highway came through and then development, and they started selling off a little here, a little there, and all this development, commercial development going but they held out. They kept their house, but it was right there on the highway. And uh, it was a stately looking house, old. It was built beautiful. Miss Dean passed away, and eventually her husband had to be put in a care center. And when he passed away, there was talk about him putting a museum. And oh, I thought, man, that'd be awesome. That old landmark would make a great museum right there in front of Lowe's and Walmart and Sam's Club and Steak and Shake and, and uh, Scooter's Coffee and, and uh, Panda Express, you know, all of those places, Firehouse Subs. I thought, man, this would be great to have a wonderful landmark left standing here. But you know what? When the old folks died, kiddos thought, you know, that's worth quite a, quite a bit of money. And you're right. I watched them tear it down. My heart sank. What a landmark in our part of the Kansas City metro. And they're destroying it. And in its place, I'm thinking just about where that house stood, they built a restaurant. And you're right, just a few years ago, that restaurant is closed up and out of business. I guess what I'm trying to say here in conclusion is we better make sure we take care of these landmarks. <laughs> because if we get the bright idea that we can do without them, we can just discard them and pull them up and tear them down I'm going to tell you first thing you know we're going to be out of, out of business <laughs> hallelujah oh
Give me a little music here. If you're trying to find something that goes with it, I know. My wife will sit up here for five minutes while Pastor Lance is winding down, <laughs> trying to find just the right song. And it's a challenge, but lead me out in it. How many is for keeping the old landmarks? Would you stand with me? Come on, let's give the Lord a good hand clap. Stand by it. I draw the line. <laughs> 